This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. So how long were you in New York for? I think nine. I think nine years. Oh, shit. So you were there for a while. Yeah. So you grew up here, moved there, and then you were there for nine years and moved back just two years ago. Yeah. How's it How's it been since you moved back? It's cool. It's like mega different, but um, I miss New York. Yeah. But I think I'm better off here. I think it feels better for me. Yeah. Yeah. In what way? slower a little slower more isolating it's like not too much shit going on i kind of hate it here too though it's kind of too many people here too many people just like people you know type shit no just like too many people yeah like just traffic everywhere everything's jammed uh but it's cool yeah no the traffic here is nuts i went to go go somewhere like that was straight up 30 minutes away from where we are right now and it ended up being like a three-hour ordeal. Yeah. And I was at the spot for like all of all of 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, I guess it happens in New York, but I guess it depends on where you live. And it's kind of like different, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, here it takes, it could, yeah, it could take forever to go 10 miles, two miles. And uh, when you're just like in the car like that by yourself, you like kind of start going crazy sometimes. Yeah. And you have to have a car here. Yeah, I didn't have a car when I first got here. I, like, when you got, when you got back? Yeah, like I never had my I never got my license when I was a kid, and then that's part of like why I was in in New York for so long. I was like, well, I don't have to know how to drive. Like this is way chill. And I moved back. I was scared to drive. It's like so scary. I still suck at it. Um, but I just like would try to ride my bike around, like ride my bike to the grocery store. And, like, it just, like, sucked. But now I have the car, and, like, it's easier, but... Yeah. No, I don't see how you could have... How you could be, like, commuting strictly through bike in L.A. Seems pretty not possible. I don't know the areas that well, so... I mean, it was, like... It's rugged, and I have, like, a track bike with, like, no gears, no brakes, and there's so many hills that it was just, like... It sucked. I tried to... I tried to run it, though, but... It's like either that or like take an Uber to someone's house. Yeah, you just yeah. feel like you're jamming everyone else else up though. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm down to go, but like, could you pick me up? No one wants to do that. So why'd you why'd you initially leave L.A.? Why'd I leave L.A.? Yeah, when you when you left, like, I guess eleven years ago or so. Uh, I was just like young, and less like sick of where I was, I guess, and um. I was friends with Ben Cato, and he was like, you should move to New York. You'll like it. It's, like, good here. Like, people are skating. So I was just like, okay, fuck it. And I I moved, like, probably, like, a few months after he said that. I didn't know anything about New York. Had you been there before? Yeah, I visited him once for two weeks. Never left the East Village. So, like, when I moved there, I had, like, I had no idea, like, I didn't know shit. 
Um, but I got them. I like loved it immediately. But it was kind of just like a young, dumb, naive, just like dive into the world. Yeah. How old are you? 18. Okay. Damn. So you moved there and you just, you just, what, did you have no ties in LA in terms of like, I guess you're 18, but like job, career, like plan, school, whatever. Uh, I had a job at like a skate and surf shop and, uh. That was, like, my only tie, and I just, like, quit. (laughs) (laughs) It was chill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no ties. I told my mom, and she was like, okay. I guess, like, I probably was always talking about how I was going to move somewhere. But, yeah, it it was really easy to move. It was pretty easy to move back, too, if you just, like, do it. Yeah. Like, if you just don't give a shit about the things that you own... If you own a lot of shit, and if you don't, then it's even easier. Yeah. You can just bounce on pretty much any job ever. Yeah. And then you move. You just be out. I mean, like, when I moved there, I had, like, I moved there with one suitcase. And fucking, when I moved back, I had, like, a U-Haul truck full of shit. And I was like, oh, my God, like, how did I get so much stuff? Yeah. But, but yeah, it's pretty easy just to just drop it and go i guess so when you moved there what was your what was your initial living situation i moved into uh ben lived in like the basement of this spot in ridgewood but he didn't have like the whole basement it was like a curtained off section it was like a triangle and we shared the triangle and so it was like a twin bed we shared a nightstand and then his twin bed and it was like it was gnarly how big was it like if you compare it to here it's like this. Damn. It was small, and there was, like, one window, but it was the basement, so, like, the window, like, just looked at the other building. There was, I didn't see the sun for days, and it was, like, it was February 4th when I got there, and it was, just like, cold as fuck, and there was no sun. I had, like, a kind of a moment where I was like, whoa, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, this is so not like home, but... It was pretty much, it was fine. When you're a kid, you're, like, down for stuff. Yeah, you're down for whatever. So you get there, you're you're living in this triangle. Um, What'd you start start doing? Were you just skating? Did you have a job? What were you, like, I'm assuming you didn't, you couldn't have saved up that much bread to go there. If it was, like, on a whim. It's like you're living in this, like, cut spot. I didn't really have much money. Uh, We were doing, like, set design and, like, skating. And I tried to go to I tried to go to college. I tried to go to Borough of Manhattan Community College mm. for like I think I went for two years, but like I I didn't like it, and I bailed that and started doing the set design like full time or trying to do it full time. And uh, and then after that, I ended up working at Supreme. How'd you get how'd you get involved with the with the set design? It's guys kinda like a random job, right? I th- there's this dude, Matt Jackson, and he would just hire all the skaters. So it was like it was really easy. Did it pay good? It paid enough, yeah. It would like it was my first uh introduction to like waiting thirty days for like an invoice to be filled though. So like you'd be like, Oh, I made this much money but I gotta wait for it to come in. 
so like it kind of you kind of felt like you had no money mm-hmm. and then like you know you spend all the money right away because you're like a little kid and you're an idiot it's pretty pretty cool though how long did you work at the set design set for set design place uh i guess a few years but it was like so like on and off you know like you get a job for like a a week and make like a good amount of money and our rent was like so low because like we lived like eight foals in one spot our rent was like 400 bucks each probably this was the ridgewood spot no this is like the next spot okay that was like also a basement um it was just like you're trying to do set design but like wasn't really set design like we would do a pickups and drop-offs so just like a mover you just like move furniture in the truck move it out wait just do that all day or like all week or um you know do like pa jobs photo assist but like not knowing how to do any of that so you're just like (laughs) a you're just like an errand boy yeah yeah which was which was tight and like everyone you're friends with is doing it too so it was pretty easy. Yeah, you liked it. Yeah, yeah. So from there, you are living. You, wh- why did you move out of the triangle spot into the new spot where there's eight fools living at it? Oh, we were like, oh, we have to get like, we have to get a place. So, we found a. It was a two bedroom, two bedroom off a. Of Halsey. Yeah, Halsey and Broadway. And it was pretty cheap. And, like, Ben had a girlfriend, I had a girlfriend. So, like, they moved in, so that, like, cut the rent in half. And then uh, our boy Cruz moved in, and then Jesse, Alba, and Nolan Benfield moved in. What is that? How many people is that? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-ish, I don't know. Seven. Seven-ish, Well, maybe yeah. it's not eight. But they, So they had bunk beds in the kitchen couch and then me and ben had the rooms so it was like a straight up like it was like a skate house it was a skate house yeah with like two girls in it that like had to just deal with it and we had a dog and we had a cat how did you guys get that approved from the from whoever you're renting it from because uh, they, they do that shit where it's like oh you got to make 80 times the rent i need a guarantor i need oh uh, we uh, had a guarantor yeah yeah and they didn't they did they know there was eight heads in it no okay it was like Two of us were gonna move in. I think, I think maybe Ben's mom was our like signed co-signer or something. And then everyone else, it was just like a free for all though. We we're like, dude, like you should move to New York too. Like, move into the kitchen. Cheaping our rent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> yeah. like the bunk beds, they we, they were like a hundred bucks a month or something. Chilling. Yeah, it was cool. Like, yeah, no rules, like. First, uh, first time with no parents, you know, go crazy. How long did you live in the triangle spot for? The triangle spot was only for like a few months. Okay. So it was like, you were still pretty much just, you had just moved to New York when you got that eight person spot. Yeah. Yeah. And we lived there for like a year and then it, uh, it flooded. It flooded and everyone, uh, everyone kind of had somewhere to go, like a plan B, you know, and I didn't have a plan B. It was like kind of sucked i stayed in it like by myself for like a month um but it had flooded 
So, like, only one room was, like, livable. It was pretty, like, gnarly. And then I kind of just, like, couch surfed for a little bit. Um, what else did I do? I came back here for, like, three months. I had, like, nowhere to go. I came back here. Uh, I stayed on, like, Gelati's couch. And then uh, I went back to New York. Oh, I got one of those, uh, you live in Chinatown with, like, a Chinatown family. Yeah. You know about that you get, shit? Yeah, and like, you get the room. That shit, I did that for a while. Um, That was fucked up, dude. I, like, was there for, like, two months, maybe. And, um, and, like, it was cool. Like, the girl I lived with was cool. And then, like, I guess probably, like, it was her grandpa. He was always, like, cooking fish, smoking ciggies. And it was chill. Um, but I would go up on the roof every day and just like drink a beer. And I went up there one day and there was like these dudes up there. Um, and they had all this shit with them. And I was just kind of like, oh, like, like, what's up? And like walked to the other side of the roof. And, uh, they like came over and like cornered me on the edge of the roof. And then they were like, yo, we know like you live in, uh, like seven, right? Like you have this shit in your room. And this and they're like talking about stuff in my room and I was like, Whoa, dude. Um Like they'd been in your room. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, that's fucking so weird, but I like didn't know what to do because I was like on the edge of the roof and they were like cornering me. And the the big homie had like a meat cleaver in his hand. And I was like, dude, these guys are crazy. And um I was talking to them, like trying to keep it super normal. And uh it's like I told them my name. And they're like, oh, yeah, we see you. You're, like, you're pretty chill. You're respectful. But, like, don't be disrespectful. Um, you know, it would be a shame if, like, Stu, like, drank a beer and fell off the roof. And I was like, whoa, what? Like, these dudes are, like, going to push me off the roof, you know? Um, were they, like, they were friends with the Chinese family? Yeah, they were, like, saying some, like, Chinatown mafia shit that, like, was kind of going over my head, honestly. Um but then they like opened up this bag and they're like, so this is your stuff, right? And they opened this bag and there was like shit out of my room. And they're like, here, you can have it. I was like, okay, like, thanks, man. Like, word. And then um, I finished the beer and I had the, I had my stuff and I was like, all right, dude, like, I would love to stay, but like, I have to go. And I like started walking towards like the stairs and they started running after me. And I like jumped down all the stairs. It was like a fucking Liam Neeson movie. I was like jumping down the stairs, like ran out, uh, like ran to Essex and just like skated to TF. And like, I didn't go back for two weeks, I think. To where did you stay? Uh, my girlfriend's place, which like, I wasn't supposed to go there. Cause like the girls like finally got out of the skate house. So they didn't want, like, all the boys in there. But I stayed there for a little bit. Um, when I went back to get my shit, and uh, under my bed there was this bag of all the other people's passports, cameras, like, shit that they stole from other houses it, under my bed in there. It was really weird. But so I just, like, blocked that lady's number. And just, like, so you were, on, you, were on, you were just paying her monthly? 
Yeah. What 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 was it? Five hundred bucks. Okay, and you just had a small room, I assume. Yeah, the room was like, dude, it was like, yeah, it was like as big as this table. Yeah, that's crazy. Tiny room. What uh, what streets was it on? Essex and Hester. Okay. Above uh the dumpling spot. Okay. Shit, that's wild. That's wild. So, um, were you you were working at Supreme at the time? No, this was like probably like a year or two before that. I can't remember. Probably like a year before that. I think I got. I think we opened that store in like 2017. I want to say. I don't know. It's kind of all like a mess. Mm-hmm. to me at this point um i think i lived there and then when that happened i think that's when i came back here mm. for like a few months and then when i and then when i came back to new york i moved to bed uh to another skate house with andrew wilson john Choi, um connor prunty genesis lived there um, and that place was cool. I lived there for like three or four years and we, uh, we had a stoop and we would hang on the stoop every day. And that's, I lived there when I worked at Supreme. How'd you, how'd you, um, how'd you get that job? Um, I saw Bill one day and Bill was like, yo, I got a job for you. I can't tell you what it is. And then like six months later, Todd Jordan called me. And was like, do you want to interview for this job? And I was like, yeah. And then, like, six months later, I, like, went in for an interview. And then, like, six months later, they were like, all right, you're hired. It was a long process. It was really confusing. I was like, you're, like, uh, the whole time, like, am I, do I quit the set job? Like, what do I do? And they're like, oh, just hang tight, dude. We'll figure it out. Um. But that's how I got that. I got interviewed by Jeff Pang. It's like my first real job interview. That like was crazy. It's like walking in there and like Pang Star is sitting there and he's like, "How are you? Like, how's your parents?" And you're like, "What? Like, I don't even know you. How do you like what?" That was a trip. What was the interview like? Was it like some like a formal interview? Or was it just like some? Dude, I thought it was gonna be a formal interview, but it was uh. It was weird. It was just like, um, like, did you go to high school? Like, yeah, school sucks. Like, I didn't finish either. And you're like, okay. And then he was like, so you've been skating? They just like, it was not a job interview. It was super chill. They didn't ask me anything like a real job interview would give, which I guess I've never had a real job interview. So I'm not really... I don't know what to compare it to. So while you were in New York, you were doing set design, and then you were working at Supreme, and then you eventually moved back. That was pretty much it. That was it. Okay. So how was um how was working there? You know, you hear the stories. It's kind of hectic. A million people coming in 24-7. Um, what were you doing there? You were kind of like front line, at the, you know? Mm, it's pretty crazy, but it's also super chill. It's easy. I worked the front for the first few months and then uh some shit went down outside and then uh, I was like 
Can I work in the back? Can I do backstock? So then I worked backstock for fuck like five years. I love I love backstock. Um, so that was like nice. I like liked working in the back. I worked with John Egan. Like he was my boss. And we would just like put shit away, count stuff. It was like very easy to feel like you were like accomplishing things, like if tiny little accomplishments, but it like was fairly rewarding, you know. But that was a that was a good job. Um, you could kind of like do whatever you want, like as long as you're there and like you help customers, like as long as you do like the bare minimum you can be however you want like you could show up to work mad as fuck and be in a bad mood all day and not talk to anyone and it's like fine or you could have like a laughing fit and it's like all good like nothing is going to be disruptive yeah what was what was your hours like mm, what was it i think we got there at 10:30 left at 7:30 if i used to get there pretty early like 9:45 sometimes just cuz uh it was just kind of nice to have like a slow start uh yeah it was chill so this whole time that this is happening you're you're actively skating or were, did you stop skating while you were doing that cuz if you're there i guess i don't know Monday through Friday 10 to 7 i was uh yeah i would be i was skating but not like i guess not actively skating it was like if it was my day off, I'd be out with everyone, but not like uh, not like with a plan, you know, not like with ideas or anything. I was just like day off, like you want to hang out with your friends. Maybe you get a trick. But at that point in time, I was like, I'm not a skater, you know, or I'm not like uh, I don't have to like film shit. So. I would just film stuff like if it naturally happened and uh, just try to like enjoy the day off really. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that whole time was like, you know, just hanging around. How long did you work there for? Five years, I think. How are like the drop dates and shit when there's, the, the Brooklyn, I'm assuming the Brooklyn shop gets as many lines as the Manhattan shop. Uh, I think it's like a little slower. Um. But it's, like, kind of organized enough where, like, there's, like, I don't know how to, how to explain it. Well, it's, like, everyone who's, like, has a reservation is, like, here. And then you have, they have, like, time slots. So then, like, this group of people, like, move up here. So you're kind of, like, you can see the line outside. And you can kind of tell, like, who's coming through. But, like, the drop days, we kind of just ran, like, a conveyor belt where it's, like, some people come in. And you're like, give me the list of uh, all the shit you want. And then what I would do is I would fill the list. Just like fill a bin with everything that they want. Or like try to get everything they want. Bring it to the register. And then that dude would get called up. Ring him up. Like you could, when you do it like that, you could crush like, you know, 800 people in a day. Which is like, you feel pretty fried after. <laughs> yeah, no, I can know? imagine. But like... Especially if you're at the front, you know, you're just yeah. talking to mad people. Because when you talk to people, you, you're you literally expending energy. Like, I couldn't do that. Like, yeah. the dudes who would work the register, like, that's pretty gnarly. Like, we had our own, like, you know, 
it was fried like getting together all this stuff but like i think so much easier than saying like hey what's up how you doing is this it this is all and then you know everyone's always like well what about this and then they have to tell oh it's sold out like yeah the front is gnarly yeah i mean you can only do that what's up how you doing shit so many times yeah until you're until you're over and you know like 800 people it's i could you could do that for like 50 people straight and then you're over it i couldn't do that i feel like i've like uh i've done the register like if someone was at lunch and like i wouldn't say anything i would say nothing (laughs) (laughs) just like be like is this yours and they'd be like yeah and i'd be like okay and i'll just ring it up and like if you want something else i was like too bad how'd you how'd you meet uh the johnny wilson crew and started filming with them Mm, i don't know i kind of felt like you were gonna ask me this (laughs) and i was trying to think of an answer but i feel like i was just skating with them one day i feel like maybe it was jesse and cruz were skating with them but i don't know how they became friends but it was just like skating with your friends and you just next thing you know those are your friends um i feel like if i really think about it i can remember maybe the first trick me and johnny filmed like some shrinky gap in chinatown we skated that and that was like a long fucking time ago because i was wearing like highs (laughs) were you getting shoes from them i got like one box but i didn't i didn't like them I must have been like 18 then when I met him. So it was right. It was right when you moved there. Yeah, I met like a ton of people like right away, because I first was skating with Nick V, who does like those Lurk NYC videos, and I met like so many people skating with him, and like going to parties after. New York's crazy like that. You can meet so many people in like a week. Um. Like, I, I feel like I just got lucky or something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like everybody's in, uh, like, New York has a five-borough spot. Or, like, if you're, con- if you're all of New York State, it's huge. But everybody's actually in just, like, this, like, couple block radius. Not couple block, but, you know, like, this yeah. pretty small space in these, like, four or five locations. So you're just bound to meatheads. It's just like human beings interacting before you know it. You're like, yeah, you know, mad people who also know mad people and like everybody knows each other. Um, it's, it's not like that out here. Oh, uh, I guess not. I mean, there, like you said, it's like it's so it's much more condensed and like everyone kind of does the same shit. Like if you went to like any party like near Tompkins, you probably see every kid that you saw at Tompkins there. Um, and, uh, like if you went to, we would go to like a Pratt party and it was like every skater who lived in Brooklyn was going to be there. Um, and here it's like, yeah, it's like spread out. I don't even really like, I don't know like what it would be like to, to try to do that here. Cause like I moved back and I already like knew you're, you're who I was going to skate. Yeah. yeah. Why'd you move back? Uh, well, I got... I'm trying to think of there's so many like weird little reasons. I kind of like was burnt on New York. Like it just felt too crazy. I was like scared all the time. And I stopped uh doing anything. 
like I would just hide in my house and um and then I got sober and I was like well what am I doing here like if I'm just hiding in the house like I could hide somewhere else and then another reason like girlfriend moved here so I spent like a year like debating it kind of but it was kind of like I think the major thing was like getting sober and then just being like okay like what's next like what are you gonna do like should we try something else out um but like by the time I had like decided I wanted to leave it was like I was already mentally I was already gone I was like, I have to get the fuck out of here. Like, I hate it here. It's too crazy. Um, how was the path like to to going sober? It was like from alcohol, right? Yeah. Um, when you when you moved to New York, were you already drinking? I don't really know to what extent that that even means. You know what I mean? But I assume that if you're saying you go, go sober, it was like relatively a problem. So, um, yeah. Like, what was the path of going sober? Like, did you do any any programs, or did you just do it on your own shit? Uh, I went to, like, a couple meetings. Like, I tried the meetings out, but I just, like, I don't like doing shit. And going to, like, an AA meeting is, like, really going to some shit. Um, so I was, like, I'm not gonna do that. I just kind of, like, locked myself in the house for, like, a week and was just, like, slamming seltzer waters. And, uh, I just, uh every day which is like okay that's like one more day like just seeing how far I could go because I didn't like really plan on getting sober but I was like I need to get like a like get a get a fucking grip kind of um because uh I mean I had been drinking since I was like 16 or something and it was like very uh like all or nothing like I I like to be drunk and I like to be drunk at home. I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, partying and shit, necessarily. But, like, I liked being, like, wasted at home and, like, just being, like, kind of miserable about it. Um, but it kind of, like, was getting worse to the point where uh, I was just like, oh, this is, like, fucked up. Like, I feel like I'm just gonna, like, die. And then I would, like, keep drinking and be like, oh, this is gonna kill me. And then I'd be like, well, fuck it like let's just do it like I'll just keep drinking until it kills me and then I, I woke up one morning and I felt like I had like a hunch that like I did something or like wanted to do something like bad to myself but I couldn't remember it and that kind of like freaked me out where I was like well I don't even I have no idea what's going on um but I knew I was really unhappy so I was like, I have to just, like, try to figure it out. And every day that went by, I got, like, more confident that I could do it. And um, that is, that's when I started skating more, too. Because I, like, didn't know what to do with my time. So I was just, like, going to the skate park in the morning and just... Uh, and that was fun. So it all kind of happened all at once. That's, cool. that's the thing, like... Uh, like I feel like that's very it's just like a very common thing within skating because it's like skating is so intertwined with chilling you know chilling and, and being young and like uh primarily like chilling and like 
like all day long you know like it's not like you chill for like five hours with your friends it's like you chill all day long and then like you chill at night and then like you chill in the morning all day long and you kind of start it when you're like 14 years old or like however maybe younger but like the hardcore chilling maybe like around like you started like 13 14 which is you look back on it's like dude that is crazy young like you don't know anything um you're chilling that hard everyone's gonna do whatever and it's like like i i grew up like not drinking because i was super super into like hardcore punk rock and i got really into like straight edge at that time period like i don't claim edge anymore or, like i don't i don't really smoke like that or anything but wow, I, that's cool as fuck though yeah i was i was really into it so all of my friends would skate um all of my like before hardcore it was like it was like skating so all of my friends were from skateboarding but all of them would like drink beer like smoke weed like nothing crazy but like just drinking beer and smoking weed which kind of is crazy when you're fucking like 14 years old or some shit you know um and they would all kind of like cut my ass for for not uh doing any of that but like not that bad because like i was actually their homie so it's like whatever um but point of the story is over time mad of my really close friends became actual alcoholics um like and it kind of went like on some like just happened shit yeah like it wasn't like one day like homie's fine and it's like just at night the next day it's like oh this dude drank like two 30 racks and a 40 like within like a six hour span yeah and like yo what like you didn't do that before but oh damn i haven't seen him in a while i assume everything's good oh shit nah you're doing that every day and it's like um it's kind of wild yeah i mean yeah like you said you're just like kicking it all the time drinking all the time and it it's uh so normalized you know so like if you and all your boys are like drinking every day and like you're pretty good at drinking too like no one's like acting a fool you're just like drinking beers like it's water it's like so easy to just you just do it every day you're not getting buzzed so you're like drinking more and more and more yeah it's like it's way too easy just to be like you look at any of your friends and everyone's like seemingly fine um so you're like well i'm fine too like it's all good and like you see uh you see someone like acting out somewhere and you're like well that's not us like that person has a problem but like i don't have a problem because like i keep it to myself yeah (laughs) but it's like i mean it's nuts like now when i look back on it or like i look at some friends i'm i'm like almost like damn like i can't believe like we would just sit there and just like drink beers all day like that's so boring it's like so boring how do you feel now uh i don't know i like sometimes i'm like oh i miss that like i miss like the misery of it like walking up the stairs and like leaning on the wall i like miss that but like if i see someone drinking a beer i'm not like oh fuck so you don't you don't do you don't do nothing like you don't even sip no. I'll drink like non-alcoholic beer though. Yeah. Like and I'm down to kick it. Like I'll I'll drink like a 12 pack of NAs to like kick it. Like that's fun. Um 
but it is just like it's scary how easy it is for like that to just be like a straight up problem yeah um but it's also and it's so easy for it to like not seem like a problem i feel like especially within skating dude oh yeah because you don't have like to that's do the, anything I, yeah that's like that's the one where i feel like it's like especially doesn't seem like a problem within skating because like i feel like for skaters it's very rare that you'd have to be somewhere and like uh and it, like you get nice at skating anyways yeah like so people skate like, good yeah wasted somehow yeah so it's like like if anything that like proves that it's not a problem like right. in that in that reality I'm right saying. like it's uh it's so much easier for it to like kind of just go under the radar yeah because if you're not like like if your life doesn't like feel fucked up then you're like this isn't a problem yeah i remember i showed up to the to like my local forever ago and one of my best friends was there but like he was kind of chilling with the older dudes, um, like the older, iller dudes, because he'd be drinking and shit. Yeah. And I showed up and like, he looked, he was like kind of killing it on his board and uh, they were all like drinking and like, I didn't know any of the older dudes like that. And I remember thinking like, damn, damn, like, like I might truly be a kook. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, you know, like, it's just like, like some little kid shit, like thinking that. Um, and that's what like, that's what mad people think, you know, that's why fucking it's like mad common in skating and it's just like not even just skating but it's just like being young and chilling it's gonna like you're gonna experiment yeah you have to fit in you have to fit in yeah. that's like a 100 percent a thing yeah. um yeah but that's sick that that you uh that you're like that you're chilling now and you're not you're not doing any of that do you feel like it was hard for you to to go sober it kind of sounds like you just locked yourself in a room and in a week you were valid uh it was hard it was hard, but it was it was easier than I thought. I thought that I couldn't do it. Yeah. I thought I could never do it. Like, I had thought about it so many times. Or, like, people had, people had told me, like, oh, you should get sober. And I was like, no, I don't. And then I started being like, I can't do it. So it was kind of, like, exciting. I got, like, a high out of, like, staying sober, kind of, because I felt like, um, I was accomplishing something that I felt like I couldn't do. Like it felt impossible, but it wasn't as hard as I thought once I wanted it. And the, the longer it went, the easier it got. Just on the sense of like, um, I was more excited. Um, and now I, now I guess I don't really, like I stopped counting, you know? And I feel like when you stop counting, that's, like, when you kind of know, like, okay, like, this is not, like, a an everyday struggle. Because, like, in, you know, in the beginning, you're like, oh, my God, like, one more hour till it's another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was a little little easier than I thought, I guess. It how, feels, feels good. How much of that do you think was uh, just being in New York? The drinking? Yeah. Because it seems like you kind of came out here when that was all said and done. So was New York a huge part of that? or I wouldn't say it was a huge part of it. But cause I started drinking here. Um, like when I got to New York, I was already like, I guess, like a young, full-blown alky. Um, it got worse in New York. And I think it's probably easier for it to, it was easier for me to like keep going with it in New York. Just like the, like I worked at Supreme, like everyone's hungover, like 
no one is like oh like this dude's like hung at work like this is a problem like you kind of you could just fit in by being like a wasteoid um so like i guess like maybe like maybe it like went on longer in new york but that's hard to say it's definitely easy to drink there though yeah like it I wanted to leave because I was like, well, there's nothing for me to do here but drink. You know, like, you live above the beer store, the bars across the street. You know, you could walk across town with a tall can and no one's going to say anything. Like, it's like... Your friends are walking around everywhere. If you walked on the street, you might run into someone. Yeah. Like, you probably will run like into someone. Like, it's too easy. Like, you yeah. could walk with beers with your friend. It's like the... It's like Disneyland for, like, bad kids or something. Where are you at? Uh, where are you at now with skating? Oh, shit. No, all good. Um, I'm trying to film a part. I'm trying to finish a part, um, for a new Baker video. Uh, that I think is supposed to be done soon. Um, I kind of just like skate like once a week though. It's kind of hard. This has been like the I feel like I'm trying the hardest that personally than I have before, but I have like the least amount of free time that this has been the most like deliberate, like attempt at like making something Yeah. where like I'm keeping track of what I have and sorting through it constantly um, and like trying to find spots. Um, like skating before work or after work to try to like make sure that I feel confident enough to like try said trick you know it's um it's pretty stressful right now <laughs> honestly what's the deal with Baker um I started getting Baker boards like a year ago I just like hit up Andrew Reynolds and was like what's up like can I ride Baker boards and he was like yeah sure which sounds crazy when I say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> um, but they're like working on like a Baker as a Death Wish too, And I think I'm supposed to be in that, allegedly. So I'm trying to... Trying to go in on it. I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to get by, you know. Yeah. There's like some real heavy hitters in there. Yeah, no doubt. Who who are you filming with? I film with... Um, my friend Fletch, he films like, uh, like Aiden and Rowan a lot. Um, but that's who I mostly skate with, yeah. All the footage is out here? Yeah, I went to New York for like 10 days and like got one thing. So like everything else is here. Cool. Yeah. Do you still feel that the same motivation to skate as before now that you can only do it uh, once a week? Uh, I have more motivation now than like probably the whole time I lived in New York. I didn't really skate that much in New York. I think that's kind of why I'm shocked that I'm here. Cause like, uh, I had like no motivation or like I had like, I didn't have, I wasn't very inspired in New York for a long time and not like that that's New York's fault, but just for a long time I didn't feel like inspired to do things like I wasn't thinking what 
I should try to do. Like, I wasn't thinking about spots or tricks. I was just kind of, like, jellyfishing around. Um, but now I have, like, I guess a lot more motivation. I, like, I appreciate it more. I think, like, when I stopped drinking, I, like, got obsessed with skating and um, started filming stuff with Johnny again. And that felt good. Where I was like, oh, shit, like getting a clip feels really sick and now I'm like uh like sick in the head about getting clips that's like all I can think about it's kind of gross but it's like that's the that's the best thing yeah what's the what's the worst injury you've had skating you know we were watching your shit last night and like the whole intro to one of these parts was just like ass whoopings um of you just like flying trying to gap some some like street gap right onto like a 50 50 on the curb or some shit like that and like it's the type of tricks like i feel like a lot of the skating you do it's like a type of trick that like you will eat shit trying it you know what i mean like you go mock 10 at a street gap and you're just gonna land in 50 50 for like one second on the curb like you have to commit to do this and you're gonna eat shit doing it and then eventually you'll ride away so um i was reading too that like your brain felt shook up from that roll in. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Dude, that, that, that is like really crazy that, uh, that bank spot, because that's like not a bank. It's like actually just a wall that happens to be tilted. Um, so yeah, what was the deal with that? Uh, yeah, I don't know that, that wall is, uh, I don't know. I think like with the wall and like the, gapping to the curb or whatever um like i didn't really get hurt doing either of those you know because it's it's such a simple they're both so simple like it's not like a multi-faceted trick where you're kind of like you know what's gonna happen when you fuck up like you just know like oh like i'm either like on the rolling you just know you're gonna hit the ground so you're like are prepared for it and with the street gap grinds you kind of just know, like, I'm just going to fall, like, as if I tried to skate flat ground going really fast. Like, I don't really get hurt doing those. But, like, my my brain felt, would feel shook. Like, I, like, I would try the roll-in, like, five times every time we went. And, like, yeah, I was, like, dizzy for sure. After, like, the fifth one, I'd be like, all right, like, I feel like I got hit in the head. But nothing too crazy. I think like the worst, worst injuries have just been like rolling my ankles trying to skate ledges, which is like, I don't really, like you're not probably not gonna see me do like a, a ledge trick because I'm terrified of it because I feel like that's how I'm gonna get hurt. Like I'm just gonna like, sit on my ankle. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what? Oh, I forgot about this. I tore my ACL. But, like, minorly, thankfully. But, like, I guess that was probably the worst. Because that was, like, scary, too. Where I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, I don't know what life is going to be like. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to skate the same way. But I think because it was minor, like, a minor tear. Like, I didn't have to get surgery. Um, it kind of worked out. But I guess that's probably the worst one. You tore skating? Yeah, I tried to, like, 
I'll leave this like stairs over a sidewalk into like a bank. Um, and I just like fucked up the ollie and like kicked out and landed on the bank, but like because my body was like coming from all high, the momentum just like twisted my front knee, and it just like swelled up immediately. Did you hear a pop or anything? I felt like I felt like it popped, but like I wasn't sure if I was like making that up in my head, you know? Yeah. But it just like swelled up immediately. And then like of course you're like, dude, I think it popped and then like your homie's like, No, like it didn't, like you're all good, like you know, you're all trying to work together to like be calm. It was fun, you know, six months. No PT. Cool. Um, on that note, dude, thank you for uh thank you for doing this for real. I appreciate it immensely. If you want to give any shouts or anything like that, but if not, uh thanks for doing this and thanks for coming here. Well, thanks for having me. Um no shout outs. Peace. Peace.